everybody, and welcome to episode 8 of Around the Bay with Scott and Sharon. And Scott with you once again, and Sharon is working this evening. So, we may be able to catch up with her a little bit later on in the podcast when she gets home to get her perspective, but it's sort of a review of uh, 2018 uh, for me here this evening. Uh, It's Wednesday, January the 3rd. We made it through the holidays, which included a wedding, and of course, New Year's. And I think I'm actually possibly even growing as a podcaster because I actually have an outline of things to talk about uh, for this eighth episode, which I haven't done before. So who knows how this is going to end up. Uh, But it's sitting in my kitchen at home. Uh, my dog Rascal's kind of walking around in the background, so you possibly may hear her uh, walking around. She's, I think, 18, 17, I think 17 years old. Uh, so she gets to walk around all she wants. Uh, but anyhow, it was a good year for us at Sundance Marine, I think. Um, it was our third year of chartering this year, successfully. Uh, we had some repeat customers, which was a very cool thing, uh, to me. Uh, people are happy with, uh, the sailing that we've done with them and they've actually come back, uh, for some more. So what do you think about that? Uh, we did a total of eight charters this year, a total of 42 people. Um, I was aiming for 10. I did 10 last year. I fell a little short, but quite frankly, the rain... Uh, this year kind of really dampened everything that uh, that was going on uh, summer-wise. You know, even as far as boating for us and sailing and chartering. Because uh, I think I actually had 12 charters booked. Uh, but I did have a couple people that it rained out and they were uh, not able to rebook uh, before the end of the season. So hopefully they'll come next year with us and we'll pick up some of the slack there. Um, But as I say, good year for Sundance. Uh, No major malfunctions. Uh, Some minor ones, which I guess you can expect that in any any year of boating for any boat, pretty much. It's a, uh, again, it's a 1986 CNC 35 Mark III, so it's really all about maintenance. Um, which we're going to get into a little bit later in the podcast because it is uh, the overwinter period, which is maintenance period uh, for us, for the most part, for us Chesapeake Bay boaters. Uh, she's out of the water, sitting at Bay Boat Works in Northeast Maryland with my good friend Don Green and his, uh, his crew. And I got a list of stuff to get done, but... Uh, to get started with, uh, just to kind of recoup the year, uh, we, had, we had a good start in May, uh, sailing, some nice spring sailing weather, a uh, few charters, uh, you know, in early spring. I think, yeah, I think this is probably the earliest charter I've had. I think the first one was somewhere, and I don't have a calendar, but somewhere right around May the 15th, but um, I think that's the earliest we've gone. Um over the past couple of years. So that was good. Uh, nice, fresh uh, spring breeze to sail on. 
Uh, we had some good trips over the over the uh, summer. We had quite a few local trips on here on the Northeast River, as we typically do, pretty much every weekend. Uh, right up here uh, in the corner of the Northeast River, the Bohemia, the Sassafras, the Susquehanna, and the Susquehanna Flats all kind of converge right here where we live at Turkey Point. And there's quite a few places, uh, boating places, uh, hangouts, I guess, maybe, uh, in the area. Obviously, though, now with a sailboat and a four-foot draft, I don't go to as many places as you used to go with the old powerboat uh, that we had a few years back. But still, we had a, had a good summer. Uh, we had a nice trip in June. Had uh, some very good friends of ours. Son got married at Bay Bridge Marina, or down by Bay Bridge Marina, I should say. Uh, right across uh, in Stevensville, right across from Annapolis. So we sailed down there. And uh, hold on one second. My other dog, Blue, wants to come back in. Jack Russell, he's eight, and he's been out uh, walking around the property a little bit, making sure that the coyotes stay away. Let's see, uh, keeping the deer at bay, the rabbits and the birds and squirrels and whatever else he can chase around and chase up trees. So he's been busy this evening doing that. But I digress. Uh, we uh, we sailed to uh, Bay Bridge Marina, which is. Uh, for us, you, you go underneath the, um, the Bay Bridge connecting uh, Kent County with Annapolis and you hang an immediate left and uh, nice little marina in there right by the airport. I used to fly into that airport. Actually, the last time I did my, uh, my annual, I did it out of uh, Bay Bridge Airport flying a sport, uh, sport plane, which I had never done before, a Technum Eagle. Uh, and that was fun, but anyhow, again, I digress. Um, the wedding was there at, a, at, a, at an establishment right by Baybridge. So, oh, how many of us were there? One, two, three, four, four boats, I guess, went down. Um, nice uh, floating docks in there, concrete floating docks, put us all together, um, which could be dangerous or sometimes is dangerous. Uh, nice swimming pool. We 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 pretty much just walked around to the event. Oh, actually, I think we caught a golf cart ride. The girls caught a golf cart ride over to the event, and uh, we followed up. The guys followed up walking. But uh, good fun. Way too much fun. Ah, it's never way too much fun. Um, but uh, so we spent the weekend there. Then the uh, the. The people that were boating with us, they all had to, uh, they actually had to head back up north to uh, get back to northeast because they had to work on Monday. And Sharon and I took the week off. So we went from uh, Bay Bridge Marina around to Red Eyes. I, I guess it's called Mears Red Eyes. I'm not sure. I call it Red Eyes. Anyhow, uh, we met up with some other friends of ours that were coming down the bay for a week. Um, spent the night there, actually a, a little bit uh, shallow there in the front, right off the fuel dock, getting getting Sundance backed into a to a slip, which it's right out on uh, Kenton Narrows there. So I guess uh, the the current uh, brings a lot of silt through there and deposits it right along the banks there where the marina is. So 
anyhow, we had a bit of a struggle getting her in, backing her into the slip. Had her in reverse and a couple of people on the dock tugging on lines, but we finally got her backed into place. And we love it down there. That's We've stayed down there, uh, I don't know, four or five or six different times in different boats over the years, different sailboats and different power boats. Uh, got a nice pool there, big pool with a nice tiki bar. Um, and it, I like it because it's in walking distance of the Big Al and um, uh, the Jetty and a few other dock bars, you know, on the other side of Route 50, on the other side of the bridge. So um, those are some of my favorite kind of hangouts there. So uh, spent a day there. Then we went down to St. Michael's, which is always a great uh, destination. Spent a couple days at St. Michael's Marina, walking around town. Uh, I have uh, my nephew and his wife and kids live down in Easton, so they came over and visited us one day. Good fun. We hung out with them and just basically did a whole lot of nothing uh, for a couple of days, you know, hanging out in the bar. This was right before 4th of July. We, were, we Our original plan was to head over to 4th of July, head over to 4th of July head over to Annapolis for the 4th of July. Uh, the other folks we were boating with, uh, that's what that's what the plan was. Uh, they're all power boaters, so they up and left and pulled out. And um, we pulled out and we're headed out right past the uh, Chesapeake, uh, the Maritime Museum there. And I uh, shredded the key on the prop shaft uh, going into the diesel while, as we were motoring out. So that was a whole lot of fun. We had to quickly hoist uh, or quickly pull the head sail out of the furler and tacked around a couple of different times right there in the uh, channel and uh, worked our way over towards the uh, the museum dock and uh, tied up to uh, the front of the dock and took a look down below. And this was 4th of July, I believe. Yeah, it was. Uh, now it was 3rd of July. But, um, so basically, uh, we were stuck. There's the, you know, it was a holiday weekend. Uh, I wiped out the shaft key for whatever reason. I'm not sure why that happened. But um, I walked up to the marina office, or the admissions office, I guess you would say, and talked to them about it, and they pointed me over towards the, uh, the boat shed, the, the main uh, carpenter shed there. Uh, to another fellow, so I walked over and talked to him, and I tell you, they they couldn't have been any nicer. Uh, there were two fellows in there working on some project, uh, another boat that you know the the museum was um, working on, and it, uh, oh, first of all, first of all, uh, Higgins, I had to go down to Higgins boat yard. They were there was there was a guy there, um, and actually he found a shaft key to fit the boat. Uh, luckily or luck as it be as it is. So I think I paid him five bucks for the shaft key or something. Then I walked back and they pointed me in this other direction. And like I say, the guys at the marina were just super nice. They let me an extension cord, a grinder, and they said anything else, any kind of tools I needed, um, you know, just let them know. And, and um, you know, I could borrow those. So I sat on the end of the, um, of the museum dock, grinding a new key. The, 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 the stock that they had at Higgins was too big. It's a quarter inch keyway in the, my prop shaft and I, I think this was almost a half inch key, but all brass. 
So I sat out there with a grinder and a pair of channel locks and ground this thing down and it took a couple hours to, to grind it down and get it to fit. But I did. We got it to fit. Um, the other major issue we were having was the holding tank was full and I was going to pump out coming out of St. Michael's, but the the dock was full and I didn't I figured, well, we'll just we'll just mess with it when we get over to Annapolis. Well <laughs> that didn't happen. But and again, luck as it be, the guy came driving around in a pump out boat, I think sponsored by the uh the Maritime Museum. And I kinda waved him over and I said, How much? And he said, uh, whatever you want to donate. It's donations to the museum. Which really uh Actually, it was it was absolutely perfect timing for us, and uh, so we slipped them a good donation and pumped out the boat. And at that point, I was thinking that I, you know, I, it was a homemade key. I had, I was well, I felt good about it, but I didn't feel great about it. And I thought about you know crossing the bay and getting over in that mess in Annapolis with all the other boaters that were there for the fireworks. And I thought, I just probably would rather stay out of that for now. So we actually uh, made our way back up uh, along the eastern shore to Haven Harbor, which is our harbor of choice in Rock Hall. And they, uh, they had openings for us and uh, pulled us right in. So we spent a couple of days up at Rock Hall, just the two of us, which was good. Uh, if you've been to Haven Harbor in the past, you know, they've got a nice pool uh, great staff, you know, grab a bike and ride it into town, a lot of good restaurants, or a couple of good restaurants to eat at, uh, go listen to some bands and stuff, so we just kind of hung out by ourselves there for a few days, for two days, um, and, uh, needed to work our way back up, it was getting towards the end of the week, so we, uh, figured we would go to Still Pond, and, and anchor a night in Still Pond, which is a, a favorite anchor of ours, here on the northern bay and we pulled in and got a really nice little spot back in the back by the beach uh kind of out of the way from everyone everyone else that was uh anchored in there and it blew up stink that night from the northeast um probably blowing you know blowing 20 or 22 and gusting maybe 25 or or higher and um i i was well, I wasn't too worried about my anchor. I mean, I, my ground tackle is pretty significant for a 35-foot boat, so I was happy with that. But as always, it's the other people you sort of worry about. And the people around us seem to be pretty well-seasoned boaters, um, but, you know, you never can tell. So that was a long night of sitting up on anchor watch and trying to catch a cat nap here and there. But the thing, the nice thing about when we have a blow like that on the bay is the next day when it blows out, it's just an absolutely gorgeous, you know, blue sky, no clouds or high clouds at the very, at the very best, um, ride back up the bay. And of course the wind was, had turned and was on our nose and the current was on our nose. Like, you know, every time it seems like we're transiting up and down the bay, the wind's always on the nose. So, so it was a motorboat ride home. Uh, but it was a beautiful day for a motorboat ride. A little rough and bumpy, but um, it was a good day. Good, good way to end up the uh, the vacation for sure. So it was a good trip down the bay. Uh, good. That was a solid seven days uh, we were out, and that's the longest we've been out in a couple of years, honestly, um, just because of time and 
commitments and everything else. So hopefully this year maybe we'll get out for a 10 or 14 day stint. So what we're going, what we're going to try to anyway. Uh, we did a couple of weekend trips over to Chesapeake City and anchored in the uh, Anchorage Basin over there, which is a, another favorite trip of ours. Um, take a dinghy ride into the Chesapeake Inn or the Baird House or you know any one of a couple of different restaurants in uh, South Chesapeake City or catch a ride over to Schaefer's uh, across the canal, which is where I drive the, uh, the tour boat, uh, the Bay Breeze. Uh, for the Chesapeake and Delaware Canal tours, uh, typically on Friday nights. Um, so this year they added a second boat called the Summer Breeze. So the Bay Breeze uh, at Schaefer's is a 26 passenger pontoon. Uh, the Summer Breeze is a bigger boat, a 48 passenger, and we put that over at, uh, in Habitat Grace, Maryland, uh, right on the end of town dock there and did tours, two-hour tours up and down the Susquehanna River, uh, which was, um, it was good for me. I mean, it's what's it been, four years on the canal driving, so it was a good change of scenery, and uh, I sort of fell into a role of just driving wherever, wherever they needed somebody. Uh, but it was good up and down the Susquehanna, and then in August, all that rain started coming. The first time they cut the uh, the dam loose, the Conowingo Dam, which is uh, on up uh, the Susquehanna River past uh, Port Deposit, Maryland. And all that stuff behind the dam comes down out of there and down the Susquehanna, across the flats, and, and into, uh, into our river here, uh, the Northeast River. And... It's a ton of junk. It's trees, it's barrels, it's propane canisters, it's trash, it's plastic. Uh, uh, and and the, it's actually kind of eerie. I mean, you can see sort of the, the line. Uh, I mean, it turns, it turns the, the river the color of chocolate milk, pretty much, with all the mud and the scent of it. Which is no good for the bay. I mean, and if you if you follow along with the Chesapeake Bay and the uh, the resources in the bay, I mean, the silt and the stuff that comes out of the uh, out of the Susquehanna is no good for you know the health of the bay for sure. But gosh, I think I think they had three or four different releases. We just had another one here recently, uh, right before Christmas. I think they had to cut it loose again because. You know, the, the Susquehanna River, the tributary, that's the biggest freshwater uh, feed for the Chesapeake Bay. And it starts up around Cooperstown, New York, uh, in upstate New York, at 464 miles, I believe it is, something like that, up through there. And anything that's in the water that far up can possibly make it all the way down here. And it comes down by three mile on and comes through Pennsylvania and along the pastures and you know it's just a lot of a lot of stuff can all flow down river to get to this point uh behind the conowingo dam and it's a it's a bit of a political football uh at this point between exelon who owns the uh the dam now owns the dam the state of Maryland and state of Pennsylvania and the state of New York on who's to clean this mess up 
and everybody seems to be at the pointing fingers at everyone else stage. Um, you know, we as people that live here in Maryland and that boat and, and love our bay the way we do, uh, you know, we just want it cleaned up or we want some sort of a plan to get there. I mean, you know, on a, on a really big picture, everybody talks about plastics in the ocean and the trash and everything else globally. But I mean, on a micro level, you know, our little issues here on the top of the Chesapeake Bay uh, mimic that as, as far as politics and responsibility uh, and whatnot. So, and I, I try, I, I don't want to get like, political on the podcast or anything but it definitely there needs to be a someone needs to come up with a plan it needs to be all four parties in agreement and we need to get this thing cleaned up um the silt and the sediment behind the dam is i i we don't even know what kind of toxins and whatnot are in there you know it's it's this has been going on for since the early 1900s 1921 1913 or 1920 i had to look my history up on the dam again, but it's been going on for a long, long time. And that lot of that sediment's been sitting in there. So when we have these releases the way we have, that stuff all comes out into our watershed. So uh, I'm going to get off my soapbox here, but I'm just be known that, you know, somehow somebody's got to come up with a good plan here to clean this thing up. So that being said, um, so I drive this Bay Breeze and the Summer Breeze up here for the Tom and Stephen Connell, a father and son that own the company for these tour boats. Uh, started driving uh, a boat in the Inner Harbor this year um, for the Weller Management Corporation, who owns the Pendry Motel and oh my gosh, what all they own down there around the Inner Harbor. But um, I, you know, a good friend of mine, Brad uh, Howe. Originally sold them. Uh, it's a Prestige, Prestige 56, and uh, he did it for a while, and uh, I think he still does it occasionally. Does drives it occasionally. He has other things he does, and then there's another fellow that's involved. Uh, one or two other fellows that are involved driving this thing. And so whenever, whenever, no one else can make it, I guess they give me a call. So I must be probably third or fourth down in line by now. But anyhow, it's a Prestige 56. Great boat. I mean, what two years old? I think. Um, joystick steering and all the all the modern fancy uh, uh, yacht accoutrements that you see these days. And I believe in November they just bought a second boat, which is a Prestige 63. I'm pretty sure I haven't seen that one yet. But uh, yeah, it's fun going down there and driving around the Inner Harbor. It's basically taking uh, people that are interested in interested in investing uh, in the city of Baltimore and along this. Uh, inner harbor of this waterfront property that they're uh, uh, renovating so it's um uh, it's fun to uh it's fun to do that uh, great boat great people uh pretty pretty simple little uh, route uh from i think it's called harbor east around uh, fort McHenry and then up to the pendry and over to their main office which is right behind domino sugar there so uh Nice little run. Uh, uh, it takes, you know, whatever amount of time to do that, but you talk a little bit about 
the sights and the scenery and, and everything. And for people out of town, it's something that, you know, they don't get to, to do often. Uh, every once in a while, I'll take a run out to uh, the buoy for the red, white, and blue buoy out by Key Bridge where Francis Scott Key, close to where they were anchored when he wrote the uh, Star Spangled Banner. So we have that story to tell, which is an interesting story. Um, so anyhow, that's been, that's kept me busy, uh, pretty much all year long between my own charters and, uh, driving a couple other people's boats for them. It's been a busy year, 2018, uh, which brings us to our, uh, our winter plans for Sundance. She's on the hard now, as I said, at Bay Boat Works. I've got the mast off of her. I wanted to, to uh, I wanted to check the rig this year because we hadn't, since we bought the boat, I don't know when the last time that was done. So I, I did, you know, that's another box I wanted to check. So uh, it's uh, stainless steel rod rigging. So I pulled all the rig, uh, all the, all the, uh, all the rod off of the mast. And uh, I took one piece down to the rigging company in Annapolis on Tuesday and talked to Aaron down there, who's a very helpful guy, uh, very knowledgeable. Uh, it's a my second trip uh, down and speaking to them about this. Um, because with the rod rigging, the rod rigging lasts quite a long time. The biggest issue is at some point, um, what you do is you rehead the rod itself. So they have a machine, a hydraulic press machine down there. I think it's the only one on the upper bay. I, I wouldn't swear to it, but I think that it is. But, um, uh, basically, um, each end of the uh, each end of the rod has a little kind of a knob on the end of it, if for lack of a better term. Uh, but you cut that off, you put it in this big hydraulic machine, and you press a new end on it, uh, press a new knob on the end of it, um, and that sits in a cup in the mast uh, and supports the mast, the upper shroud, the middle shroud, and the lower shroud. It's the upper shroud and the lower shroud on, on my boat are number 10 rod, which is good for, it has a 10,000 pound breaking strength. And the, uh, the middle rod is an 8,000 pound, a number eight rod. So I took, uh, I took one rod down the other day, coiled it up, took it down on my Jeep. And, uh, he looked at it and said, it, it actually looks pretty good. Um, I, I might not even need it reheaded. I'm not sure, but, um, I have to take the rest of the rod down to him. So I came home yesterday and uh, it, it's the stuff. It's it's very it's difficult to bend. Let's put it that way. So I had to, I needed to make a you know smaller loops for all the the other uh, there's seven or six altogether. Uh, I had to bend the other five into a smaller loop. So I did that yesterday. Hopefully one day next week I can get that that down there and they can take a look at all of it for me and uh, give me give me their opinion on it. What I think what they think I need to do. I thought for a while about Dyneema. I thought about um, replacing the rig with Dyneema, and it's still sort of been playing in the back of my mind. It really comes sort of down to money at this point uh, because some, there's some other things I'm, I want to do on the boat over uh, over the winter, which uh, I, I don't even want to say what's a priority and what's not. It's just it all needs to be done. But, you know, I, I could probably get all this rod reheaded for between 350 and 400 dollars uh which would be you know that and change out um the screws the screws on my turnbuckles where it attaches to the uh, chain plate on the boat uh for probably another 200 bucks and 
I got a pretty good rig over, you know, professionally maintained for another eight or 10 years here on the upper Chesapeake Bay. Uh, the Dyneema, I, I think that I could put, redo the, redo the whole rig for somewhere around 22 or $2,400 if I went with the Dyneema. Um, yeah, I don't know. It kind of comes down to money again. Maybe next year. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. I, I think I'm going to go ahead and get this reheaded. If if that's a, if they take a look at it and we talk a little bit about it, that seems to be the like the uh, the short term thing for me to do is that way. At least I know in my the back of my mind that the rig's in good shape, and I don't have to worry about that anymore. Um, because I'm also painting topside this year. Of uh, I've been grinding stress cracks and filling with um, epoxy here, well since probably late October, early November. I honestly haven't done it. I haven't been down there working on it for the holiday season at all. So, uh, you know, and paint something that's going to have to wait, you know, until uh, more into the spring when the weather straightens up, uh, gets a little warmer. So I have, uh, I have some more stress cracks to grind out and uh, I want to grind, uh, I want to sand all the non-skid off the, the top deck. Uh, so, you know, I want to do a, like a nice smooth first coat top deck and then go back over it with non-skid, um, you know, it, where I want it after that. So, um, that's on the docket. What else? I have this vibration. It's been driving me crazy for two years. Um, if I bring the boat off the morning, if I put it into forward, just coming fresh, you know, first thing in the morning, it runs good. And then if I pull into the, like the fuel dock to pick up passengers or whatever, and then I put it in forward to, to leave from the fuel dock and it's, 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 it's a, it shakes, it vibrates. And then it'll do that for, I don't know, a half a mile or three quarters of a mile. And then all of a sudden it'll just, it'll straight up, it'll straighten out and run as smooth as, as, as it, anything. And that has been driving me crazy. I, I swapped out the prop. I thought the shaft was bent. I swapped out the um, the shaft seal. Um, I thought maybe the um, cutlass bearing was bad, but I, we've looked at all that and it's all good. So uh, Don Green here at the Marina, he said there's quite possibly uh, one of the springs on the clutch plate in the transmission has rusted and broken or come off or something. Um, and he's, and I thought a little bit about it and I, and I'm thinking that's probably exactly what it is the, you know, when I put it in gear for whatever reason, it's, it's, it's off center or it's off balance or the two plates or something. And then after you drive it a little bit, after there's a little bit of pressure on it, it, it finds its sweet spot and it, um, and it runs good. So I'm pretty sure that that's what this thing is all about. So I got to pull. I got to pull the transmission off, which is no big deal. Uh, the print, the transmission, I got to pull off, and there's a, there's a. Well, I guess I would call it a bell housing, but I'm not exactly sure, in, in nautical speak, what you may call that. But I'm gonna pull all that out of there and see. Take a look at this clutch plate, and I really, really hope that's what it is, because this really has been driving me crazy for a while now. So that's on the uh, list. Um, I I just redid the cushions last year, but I you know I, I bought my own sewing machine and my own material and did it myself, which I'm not the greatest sewing person. 
uh, I learned a lot. I bought a cheap brother machine from Walmart, which, uh, you know, for the material I used, it sewed, it sewed fine. I mean, they, they work. They look good. They look good on top if you don't look real close, but don't turn them over and don't look at my, don't look at the seams or how I put it all together. So I don't know. I, I'd like to redo those again. I've, I've gotten better at sewing and figuring out how to lay things out, you know, so that's sort of a question mark on the list, but the two big things that are on the list as far as sewing goes are a bimini and a sail cover, which this machine that I have, is not there I don't think this is going to do it I think the sail rate material you know with the, the zippers and all that are just that's just too much for this little machine here so I got to come up with a better machine it'd be awesome to have a sail rate machine for $1,750 or whatever these things are brand new but that's not in the stars right now so I do have a friend of mine that had bought one to do his own work a while back and it's been sitting I don't know. I might approach him and offer to lease it from him or rent it from him for a month or something like that to, to do all this. But um, I definitely got to put a new Bimini on and really got to put a new sail cover together because it just my old sail cover has had it. But it's sort of a, you know, last last winter was like a lot of the interior of the boat. You know, I redid all the cabin sole and the cushions and all that. So this year is more about the exterior of the boat and getting it all put together. And, and if I really get this all done this year, I mean, between the past three years of maintenance, you know, on it, you know, knock on wood, she'll be in, uh, I think she'll be in pretty good shape. Sundance will be in good shape. So, uh, you know, obviously that's what we're working towards, but here it is January the 3rd, you know, and I'd like to get it in May the 15th to the 20th or so somewhere in that time frame uh, I don't know we'll see oh the other thing I did this year which I've never done before as far as charter goes is I offered gift certificates on my website for sailing trips this summer and I actually sold some I, I, I guess I don't know why I never thought about that before or even offered that before but uh, I actually sold some I'm happy about that so, uh, you know, maybe, uh, you know, and as far as the charter business, I haven't been really, I have, I've been as busy as I'd like to be with, I mean, I still have a 40 hour week job that I have to do. It's, uh, it's not like I can devote full time to it. And quite frankly, when I'm doing charters or driving other people's boats, that means I don't get to go out and sail my boat, you know, recreationally or leisurely or, or race or anything. So, you know, I've been trying been real careful about not getting too awful busy with it, but you know, I'm, I'm turning, I'll, I'm 61. I'll be turning 62 later this year. And we're coming down to the point where in a couple more years, I do want to do it full time. So this year, maybe the year I start pushing a little bit harder on doing my own stuff and back off a little bit from driving other people's boats. And I don't know, you know, we'll see, see how the year plays out. But anyhow, uh, that's sort of the wrap up for 2018 as far as I'm concerned. Sharon might have a whole different story and maybe we'll just catch her with the next podcast. Oh, so the big thing, the really big thing that's been taking all of our time this year is our son got married um, December the 22nd. 
Uh, beautiful wedding uh, on the CND Canal over on the Delaware side um, up by um, Reedy Point, uh, just under the Reedy Point Bridge. Actually, uh, there's a wedding venue up there called Thousand Acre Farm, which is beautiful. So that's really kind of like, you know, quite honestly, I haven't even really been able to talk about the boat to uh, Sharon since about mm, October just because of all the wedding plans and every all this other that's been going on. So uh, that's kind of taken a lot of time uh, up to this point, but they're happily married and they're somewhere down off of Venezuela right now on a cruise ship on their honeymoon and coming back Sunday. So uh, real happy that um, for the marriage and Happy that everything went well. We all got through it. No harm, no foul. Uh, we're still alive and kicking to talk about it. So, uh, you know, 2019 is going to be a good year. I can feel it coming. So anyhow, appreciate uh, tuning in to the podcast. Uh, you can find us um, on the web, sundancemarine.net. Uh, on Facebook, Sundance Marine LLC. I forget what it is on Instagram. I don't do enough Instagram, I guess. Maybe I should do more of that. Oh, Captain Scott. Captain underscore Scott. That's what it is. C-A-P-T underscore Scott on Instagram. Uh, but anyhow, shoot me um, some comments if you'd like. I, you know, it's my eighth podcast. I'm still trying to figure this thing out. Like I say, I actually had a list today. So, uh I think that's really a step in the right direction for me anyway. But uh, again, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, 2018 was a good year. 2019 coming up. Uh, I hope it's going to be a better year. And we'll see you guys down the road and out on the river.